Today, on Commitment to Truth. Do not bypass the cross. It'll get you through your most darkest times, your most frustrating times, your most disappointing times. It will get you through your pain because your pain would never be as great as the pain of Jesus. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, we continue a series titled, In Awe. Because our lives can be very hectic, we often forget to spend time thinking about how awesome the God we worship really is. Spending time thinking about and just being in awe of our God can help to revitalize our relationship with Him. This week, Pastor Cedric Brown will teach us how we can be in awe of our salvation through Jesus Christ. We will learn how we should live with gratitude, and by doing so, we can live lives that are open to God's leading and fellowship. Finally, we will learn how we need to trust only in those things that are unshakable and eternal, and not to trust those things that are shakable and will never last. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. His love for me should control me. Because of what you did on the cross should cause me to consider every move I make, every thought I think, every word I speak. And then the scripture says this to you and I, we love him because he what? So his love for me controls me. My love for him does what? Control me. Again, relationship one-on-one. Because of my love for my wife, my children, my love for you, my love for God, there are certain things I do and certain things I do not do. It controls me. The word control here in the Greek means this. It means it constrains me. In other words, it, it <laughs> keeps me in chains sometimes and tells me, no, you can't. But then it also means that it compels me. It tells me to move. So that's what love does. Love says no. Then love says yes. Love says stay. Love says go. Love says don't say that. Love says say that. Love says, don't go there. Love says, go there. It will constrain you and say, no, 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 no. And it will, it will compel you to say, yes, I have to do this because of his love for me and my love for him. He bought that on the cross. He earned that through his resurrection, to have this openness towards him to say, Lord, I've been purchased by you and there is nothing in my life that is off limits to you. My successes, my heartbreaks, 
you all purchased them. You purchased them all. Why is that important? It's because our heartbreaks, our successes, our failures, and all the above and below makes us all who we are. And he purchased all of you. Three ways to live in all the finished work of Jesus Christ. Living with gratitude causes us to have a very open, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. That Jesus, my life is my own. Do whatever you will with it. Leads to our third point. This openness to whatever God wants to do in your life leads to this. God, if it must be removed, you have the privilege to remove it. In other words, I now become comfortable with removing those shakable things in my life. What, is, what does the scripture mean by that? Okay, last few verses. Here it goes. It says, and his voice shook the earth. But now... He has promised, saying, yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing, listen to what it says, the removing of those things which can be shaken as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. So you know what the shakable things in our lives? Anything that's created. Creator God, off limits. Anything that's created, he should have the privilege to shake it out of our lives. If it does not help us to be more like Jesus, if it does not help us to be more like whom he's called and created us to be, God, you have the privilege to shake it up. Shake it up. Shake it up. So the word created things means this. Repeated and habitual things, right? So most of the time, those things that God wants to remove from our lives are those bad habits. Those habitual things that we know, that we know, that we know, that God's voice have said, you know that relationship is wrong. You know that relationship is wrong. You know he's not good for you. You know he's not good for you. And then what normally happens? It blows up. Then you realize, oh, he's not good for me. Right, it always happens, right? I mean, it happens with our, our financial stewardship. God says, well, you know, um, I know you're just going to the thrift store, but you know, it adds up. I know you're just going yard selling and you're trying to justify that you're not spending much, and this, but that, that $1 leads to $2, leads to $3, leads to $4, right? right? Or this is the way God's doing. We'll save it up, save it up, save it up, and buy this big thing. And bring it home. Well, guess what I got, baby? Look. And, and so both perspective is wrong, right? But at the end of the day, what normally happens is we, we get so caught up in these habitual things. Like if I'm a fisherman, I'm going to buy all the latest tackle. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. And before you know it, I'm in debt. And then he's shaking, he's shaking the house. Now, you know you shouldn't be going on vacation because you can't afford it. 
You know, why you posted it all on Facebook like you could afford it? <laughs> Just saying. And now you're all stressed out. It's starting to shake. It's starting to shake. It's starting to, you're all stressed out. Now you're working double, triple, quadruple time, right, to, to pay the bill and pay it all because you bought something you shouldn't have bought that was shakable. It happens to us all. It happens to us all when we lose sight of the cross. You lose sight of the cross, then you start focusing more on earthly things that can be shaken. You lose sight of the cross, guess what you're going to do, ladies? You're going to go for second best relationally. That's what you're going to do. Anybody who just tells you something nice, you're just going to buy it because you're not viewing him through the cross. The cross has standards for who a man is. The cross has a standard of who a woman is. You follow me? The cross doesn't give you and I the privilege that whenever you're having a disagreement with a boss, that you just go to another job. That's not the power of the cross. The power of the cross says pray for your boss and know that I've appointed them over you. Pray that I touch their hearts, change their lives, draw them closer to me. That's the cross. That's the power of the resurrection. That if he's done it in you, he can also do it in them. Yes. <laughs> you know, does that make sense? Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Influencing your world. Have you ever wondered why you were born where you were born? Why this family? Why this particular community? Why this part of the world? Why do I have these friends? Why this school at this time? Why this church? It's simple. God, through His sovereign wisdom, He knows precisely what you need to fulfill His purposes in you for His glory. You can purchase this book and others by Cedric Brown at cedricbrown.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. Again, so our challenge is to become men and women who ultimately say, God, whatever that can be shaken, that needs to be shaken, go ahead and shake it, God. Go ahead and get rid of whatever needs to be shaken, like it talks about in Romans 13, verse 11 through 14. It says, do this knowing that the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep, for now salvation is nearer to us than when we believe. The night is almost gone and the day is near. In other words, there's this urgency. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us have, uh, it says, uh, let, let us behave properly as in a day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen to what it says. Make no provisions for the flesh in regard to its lust. That's what, that's what it's all about. Is that God? What if it's if it's regarded to the flesh? If if it's regarded to things that are not like you, God, shake it up. Shake it up. 
deal with it. But you can only get there until you understand that what? Fear the cross. Right? And the wonder of the resurrection. The fear of the cross, wonder of the resurrection, keeps us grateful, which keeps us open, which keeps us open and willing for God to shake up whatever in our lives that needs to be shaken. Let me end with this. Hebrews 12, 28 says, Therefore, since we receive the kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. That's the foundational verse that we led off with this entire sermon series. I want to end with the acronym of the word awe. The first is the letter A. And this is important because I've kind of like said, well, let me capsulize everything we've been talking about when it comes to being in awe of God. The first is this. Be aware, A, aware of who he is and who, we, and who we are not. Who he is, is the God of all creation, God of heaven and earth. He is all powerful, all knowing. He can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, for as long as he wants. And we're not God. And, and if you don't come to that immediate conclusion, you're going to have a hard way to go in life. Surrender that he is God and he is in charge of everything. He is ruler and governor of all. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. You resist that, you're going to be struggling for the rest of your life. Surrender to who he is. Be aware at all times. He's God, I'm not. So there's something I don't know, but he knows. And be okay with that. The quicker you can be okay with that, the quicker things will level out in your life. The quicker you can be okay with that, the more peace will be restored in your life. Knowing that he will never do anything to harm me. Because who he is, is the lover of my soul. And he will never, ever, ever, ever let anything come against me that has not first crossed his desk. Which means if it has, he knows I can what? I can handle it. Know who he is. Secondly, W, well-being. In other words, know that because of who he is, that everything you need to be okay is in him. I'm telling you, it will level out relationships and you'll quit falling for the old okie doke we called it when I was a kid. The counterfeits. You follow me? In other words, what normally happens, we begin to, in, in many ways, we'll fall for second best because we have not completely fell for him. He is all you need. 
to make you well on the inside. You want to stabilize the, 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 the bleeding in your marriage? Let it be well in your soul because of him. You want to be good in your singleness and not be looking around and hoping somebody knocks on your door and, and you find her or find him and, and you want to live pure? You want to live pure. Your well-being must be in Jesus alone. Alone. You're not waiting and hoping that one day, no, no. If life ends today, it is well in your soul. The last is E, engage. You see, when you're engaged with God, you know what it forces you and I to do? It forces us to engage with people. And sometimes those people we don't like. And he will continue to put people in your life you don't like until you've completely engaged in him. And why is that important? You see, when you completely engage with God, he will force you to deal and engage with people, listen, who are created in his image. You know that person you don't like? Guess what? They are created in his image. No matter your race, social, economic class, guess what? They are created in his image. Listen, here's a deep one. No matter their sinful tendencies, they're still created in his image. And when we fully engage with God, he will cause us to be fully engaged with everyone created in his image. Be aware. He is God. And above him, there will be no other. Find your well-being in him, not in what you do or what you have and who you think you need. Find your well-being in him, that you will be complete in him. And don't run away from people <laughs> who are created in his image and who he also died for, just like you and me. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you because the cross is fearful. God, the cross is painful. It's scary. But you even call us to deny ourselves, pick up our cross and follow you daily. And God, that is scary. Pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would just help us to embrace the cross. 
God, I also pray that you will help us to never forget and embrace the wonder of the resurrection of Christ. We can't have one or the other. We can't have either or. We need them both. Hello, this is Cedric Brown, your teacher on Commitment to Truth. I would like to personally thank you so much for tuning in week after week to listen here on this station. My prayer is that our time together is encouraging and strengthening you in your personal walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, I'm not going to assume that all of you know this Christ that I speak about week after week. And if you don't, and this is you, my prayer is that you are being inspired to know Him personally through commitment to truth. But if you want to invite this Christ into your life right now, would you like to please pray with me? It's just a short prayer. It goes like this. Just say, Jesus, I acknowledge today that I am a sinner and I've sinned against you. But I believe that you came to die for me. You were buried for me and you rose again from the grave just for me. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord and my risen Savior. And I surrender my life completely to you until I see you face to face. Jesus, would you, would you please empower me through your Holy Spirit to live the rest of my life for your glory and for the good of others? In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. So if you pray this prayer, or if you need help finding a local Christ-centered and Bible-teaching church, please email me at info at commitmenttotruth.org. Once again, that is info at commitmenttotruth.org. And lastly today, could you please do two things for me, all of you? Number one, could you spread the word about commitment to truth to your friends, your family, and even your enemies? We all could learn, right? And secondly, please email me at info at commitment to truth to let me know how this ministry is impacting your life. Once again, that is info at commitmenttotruth.org. I would love to hear from you. May God bless you and your family and have a great day. Thank you again for listening to our series, In Awe, from Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Hebrews 12.28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Throughout this series, we hope you are reminded how awesome our God is whom we serve and worship, and that you are encouraged to have a life of worship for our Lord. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.